Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Rosa Puppet Podcast. I'm your host, T. Rose. Malcolm. And we got a very special guest in the building, Councilwoman from District 1. Yes. Miss Shanae Williams. Yes. Hello. Hi, everyone. How are you doing today? How are you? Very good. Thank you for having me. No, no. Thank, thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time out, honestly. It um, means a lot to us. Definitely appreciate it. Um, um, how are you? For how are, how are you during these trying times during this climate? How, how? Uh, you know, I'm I'm good. I you know, I'm used to adversity. I'm used to you know trials and tribulations. So I'm hanging in there, just working hard for the people of my district, and it all is you know moving along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For for those who don't know, let's, let's uh, we're gonna give our our listeners, our our viewers who are like um, political dummies, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so what what is the job of a district owner? Okay, so the city council's main responsibility is the city's budget. Mm-hmm. Um, we, the mayor presents a budget to us, and we have to balance that budget and make sure that things get done, from public works, making sure your sanitation is picked up, our parks, making sure that it's clean and you know it's healthy, that our kids have a sp- safe space to play, um, public education, we want to fund our public schools so that you can get a good quality education, um, Office for the Aging, Veterans Department, we have all these different departments, um, development, you know, from planning and development. There's so much that we do, but if we don't have the money in the budget to make everyday life go seamlessly in the city, mm-hmm. then we have an issue, right? So mm-hmm. that's that's our responsibility. But we do a lot of other things outside of just balancing the budget. We tend to do a lot of community work. Um, you know, throughout this pandemic, one of the big things that we've been, you know, doing to address the food insecurity is going out every day and giving food to those who are in need. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. Uh, but Anything that we can do to uplift the lives of the residents, it's our job. Okay. Nice. Um, what, where is District 1? Where, where, where is your, like, your boundaries in Yonkers? So I, my district goes from like Ludlow um, on the south side, Ludlow Street, all the way up to just, past, just before you get to Odell. So that, oh, from, yeah, from south, south to yeah. north, but I, Pretty uh, much on I guess Broadway from side? east to west. Yes. I have all of North Broadway from like east of... Um, Right from Nepperhan going towards the water. Mm-hmm. So that's as, I guess, like, you know, I have um, the, I guess, I don't know if you got what you guys call them, uh, Whitney Young yeah. is in my okay. district. So okay. from Whitney Young all the way towards the water, all of those, you know. So you have you a know. nice portion. Yeah. Have, I have the west side for sure. Yeah. So wait, the districts are broken up to how many? How, six sides? Is there six There's districts? There's six districts, yeah. Okay. There's six districts. What, what made you want to be, what made you get into, um, when wanted to be a city council. Okay, so that's an interesting question because I've always wanted to help people. I've always, I actually, my goal was to go to college and then go to law school and become a lawyer. Um, but while I was in college, I did an internship. I went to SUNY Albany. Um, shout out to all the SUNY schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I studied sociology and political science. And I did this internship in the New York State Division of Human Rights office in Albany. And I was working with a caseworker. We were helping people, you know, and it was a really, you know, awesome opportunity, but I found that I was just very bored with the content of what we were doing. And so I ended up um, doing an assembly internship, working for an assembly person in the state capitol. And at the time, you know, medical marijuana was a big subject. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember I had to write like a final paper on that and just like figuring out how to create legislation and policy. And that was something that was very interesting to me. Um, And I'm happy that I was able to live to see where we are now. Mm-hmm. Ma- just not just medical marijuana, but 
recreational marijuana is now legal. So mm-hmm. that's a positive thing for our community. Um, but I love the fact that I was able to work on something to impact people's lives, mm-hmm. their everyday life, you know, and I think that's a powerful thing. Um, and so that's why I, you know, my whole life has been entrenched in government since. Mm-hmm. Um, I came back to Yonkers after college. I worked in the mayor's office for about six years. And when the opportunity came and I was able to you know, run for office on the city council, I jumped right on it. And here I am four what, years later. What are the requirements? You have to be a citizen and 18 years old. <laughs> There's, there, yeah, there. I mean, obviously, the people in your community would have to require whatever it is that you know, whatever the issues are that you know your community face. They want to make sure that you understand those issues. They want to make sure that you're a community person, that you you care, and that you're you know, some people care about your mm-hmm. your education, but really and truly, all that's required um, by law is that you are a U.S. citizen and over the age of eighteen. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what, what for you right now? What do you think is the most challenging part? of uh, being a district council right now? Um, cause... Um, so being a, an elected official, it's not the prettiest and coolest job. You know, most people don't like government officials. They think that we're all corrupt and yada, yada. Yeah. Um, but I, I, the most challenging thing for me on the council is getting the opportunity to work with like-minded elected officials, like like-minded council members who understand what you're fighting for in your district and support that, mm-hmm. right? One of the things, for example, that's very challenging right now is this affordable housing ordinance that I'm, I introduced that I'm working on, trying to get more affordable housing in Yonkers is not easy. And when you only have, when you have to get at least four people on the council to vote in favor of that mm-hmm. for it to pass, it's challenging trying to convince people who live on the east side who don't understand how crucial it is for people on this side of town to have real affordable housing right because that's not one of their um, community issues over there they have properties homeowners Mm -hmm. on the east side for the most part so they're not so concerned with people who are renting right so it's that's challenging trying to convince people that we're here to serve the public and to do this this um create this law that's going to be here for forever, mm-hmm. you know, to hold developers accountable. That's, that's probably yeah, I, I, I was I was going to say that too. I was, I was going to say, why is that such a But yeah. Because I, I see all the the new development on like Warburton, uh, are all the way down Warburton, all the on way. On the water. Yeah, on the water. Yeah, water yeah. Grand Street. Yeah. And that's all in my district. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. I, cause I know it, it makes people who are like from like are my age. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen, I grew up on that side, you know, going to the PAL, going mm-hmm. to the Y. Um, I see the developments happening, and I know people who are from Yonkers can't afford to, to to stay and live in Yonkers. Right. Well, because what's happening is on the waterfront, we're getting a lot of luxury apartments, right? And mm-hmm. that's okay. We want to have a mixed community where you have wealthy and you know a blended community. But what's not okay is only focusing on bringing people from Brooklyn and from Manhattan to come into Yonkers and not do anything for the residents that's already here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, the people in Yonkers, on average, don't make $150,000. They can't afford to pay 3000 a month on rent. So we want to make sure that we're, you know, providing something for them so that if they need to move into a new apartment, they can afford to stay there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, because yeah, cause I know mo- most people who are, like for like for Yonkers, uh, we we lose the young professional that. Yeah. Because there's, there's a lot of great kids that grow up and they come back from from college or you know and they're looking to do something um, mm-hmm. constructive and looking to further their careers but a lot of them are like why am i going to come back to yonkers there's nothing here to offer like 
I think that is there is are we gonna have any um any is there, are there gonna be any ways that we can make uh our community can kind of somewhat get these internships or these are these work programs that so so what you're basically asking are there opportunities for Yonkers residents to be a part of the the growth yes, that's happening yes. right um that's exactly what we are working on um. You know, there's a few development projects that's on the table right now, and the conversation with those developers is community benefits. What is the community going to get out of it? Are they going to be able to get good jobs, sustainable jobs, mm-hmm. right? That's high paying, that they can, you know, afford to, to be a part of the fabric here in Yonkers. Um, those are the conversations that we're having. And yes, it's in the works, but it's a process. So it's going to take some time. But I think that, you know, we're on a path where, the more um, progressive we get, the more we hold certain people, you know, the powers that be foot to the fire, mm-hmm. the better it is because we're going to be able to deliver. But that we have to get the community support on that. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. how, how was that? How was that building that relationship with the community? Like, I know for you, because you have to be at every all these events. Yeah. Um, and I know sometimes, like you said, people will see them like, oh, she, they think I'm, I'm not really pushing for certain things when mm-hmm. I am. Um, how hard is that to build that that that? Bond, especially yeah. like, and with like different you know, churches and different. Yeah, no, civic engagement is tough. Um, it's you know, I think it's probably one of the most important things that we can do as community people is pay attention to what's happening in your community. Um, you know, go to the city council meetings, lobby on behalf of the issues that you care about. Um, but it, a lot of times, a lot of people don't don't really want to talk about it because they're just not interested in, in politics. They think it's all bad, mm-hmm. you know, but all politics is really local and you have to get to know who your elected officials are. That's number one. And for me personally, what I try to do, before, pre-COVID anyway, is I would go into the schools. I would go into all the, you know, the middle schools, the elementary, the high schools and try and, you know, meet the people where they are because they're the future generation. So I try to talk to the kids and start them young Mm -hmm. to get them interested and engaged and to to let them see that social impact is real, you know what I mean, and that they can make a difference. Um, And I think it has to start there. But you have to, you know, do other community things. Like you said, the churches, that's a big, big, um, you know, way for elected officials to kind of get their message out. It's by visiting churches, going to different programs that they're having, um, update people, town halls. I think I'm probably the one of the only, <laughs> I don't want to pat myself on the shoulder too much, but mm-hmm. I really do a lot of community meetings. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's because I have to. My, I, I take it very seriously. And I want people to know what's happening in their backyard. Yeah. And my district is literally the most active with all of the economic development, all of the you know growth, everything mm-hmm. that we talk it's about downtown Yonkers. is downtown district. Yonkers. Mm-hmm. It's right in the heart of my district. So I purposely try to do a lot and try to engage people. I've been you know utilizing Zoom meetings a lot, um, and that's you know picked up a lot over the the, the past year. But mm-hmm. I think um, there's just so much more we can do. But that's why I'm here on your platform. Yeah, I'm trying to tap into all the different mm-hmm. um, different um, groups and platforms throughout the, the city so that people can you know hear and understand and get you know a little interest and hopefully it'll grow from there mm-hmm. that also goes back to like what you're saying helping people not think all government's corrupted right and showing them that you actually care and that mm-hmm. you're here to help them so that's really that's really though that you you know you're involved like that so. uh, another you mentioned um budget uh, overseeing budget mm-hmm. um an ongoing problem that i've noticed and i think that a lot of others notice um i know that yonkers pays like some of the highest taxes in westchester right mm-hmm. um is because like when we go to as a kid from Yonkers who played on the basketball team and played on, um, 
played and played in different areas of Westchester. Like I've went to Pelham and went to um, a Maranek High School and seen the type of facilities that they have uh, as far as a school. Um, is there any reason? I'm not. I know it's not because this is like this before you even. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any reason why none of our schools have been updated at all? Like our grandparents, mm-hmm. literally, our great grandparents, literally can tell you how the schools <laughs> look, and they haven't been there in decades. Yeah. No, we have some dilapidated schools. We have schools that are, I mean, the roofs are falling in. Like, there's a, our schools are old, Mm -hmm. for sure. We do need to invest in our public schools and invest in our children by investing in our public schools, right? Um, And that's been a fight for years, like you said. Um, I personally, we were talking before we got on air about the fact that I went to school in Yonkers, Mm -hmm. you know, elementary and middle school in Yonkers, and then I also went to school in Hastings, Mm -hmm. which is in Greenberg, and... I got to see, just like you, the vast differences in just those two systems, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I wanted for nothing in Hastings. Played every sport that I wanted to play. You know, had after school, you know, counselors available whenever I needed them. Mm -hmm. I mean, AP art, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? I took AP art. Like, I'm saying, like, in Yonkers, my cousins and my, you know, my sister and and everybody that was going to high school in, in Yonkers... I think there at one point there was like one track team. Yeah, for, yeah. One, right? one track team, oh, yeah. one they football, like, two football they teams. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's just like that's not fair. That's you know that's we're doing our kids a disservice, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think it's um, something that we as a community really have to push, you know, out there, let people know that we can lobby our state legislators to get more funding to change the formula so that we can actually get the fair amount of funding that we're you know. Um, a, uh, but that we are entitled to mm-hmm. for our Yonkers schools. Um, and that's a big part of it. Why? But I'm curious, why? how come the fund... I would think that the funding will always be there considering the, the population of Yonkers. Yeah, so, I mean, Yonkers, we pay a lot of taxes, like you said earlier, um, to New York State. But because we're such a large city, we're the fourth largest city in all of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they look at us along with the other big five school um, um, cities and districts throughout New York State, like Buffalo, um, uh, Buffalo, I think, uh, Rochester, um, Syracuse, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what the other one is. It might, it, mm-hmm. it, might, it might be Albany. But my point is they don't treat us like we are a part of the other um, you know, communities th- and municipalities throughout Westchester. They, you know, they treat us like we are our own little island. They don't give us the same funding that they give New York City schools, even though we should be getting the same treatment as New York City because we're such a big um, big city, mm-hmm. right? So we give a lot of money in taxes, but they continuously give us a flat, um, you know, uh, uh, return every year. Instead of, you know, time as time changes, we all know this, you know, the cost of living increases mm-hmm. year after year. That means expenses, you know, go up. We are literally paying more money year after year, and we're supposed to get more money back, mm-hmm. right, to balance it out. Yeah. That doesn't happen. They give us a flat rate, and mm-hmm. that's the problem, mm-hmm. and that's what we need to try and change. But the governor knows this. Our state legislators know this. But for whatever reason, it's just not getting not acted on, is, you know? Is, yeah. who, like, is, who, is there something we can vote on to change that? Is, that, is this, like... Something we can do? Yeah. Um, I mean... Listen, people have been fighting for this for years. We typically go up to Albany and lobby and, you know, it, it, it's like falling on deaf ears. Yeah, I, I moved to Yonkers like when, like when I was like, I want to say I was eight years old. 
Um, and I, I moved here, we changed schools, and I remember one year we had music and art, and then the next year it was like, all right, budget cuts. There's no music, no after-school programs. Um, there's no, f like, it's, it's crazy that we literally only have, there's only varsity, there's no junior varsity sports. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's doing, the like you said, the kids a huge disservice because these opportunities that these other schools have, mm -hmm. we don't. Yeah. Our kids don't. And, um, and it's really sad. Like, with places like Bronxville have a, um, a, a biking team. And I'm just like, uh, yeah. we, we, we barely have football and mm -hmm. basketball, you know? Mm -hmm. um, are, are there any plans to, to, to give the kids any, like, after-school programs? Our, our summer programs, since summertime is coming yeah. up. Um, I mean, the city, um, the city parks department, we do have like, you know, a couple of camp programs that we do. We have camp raise and some other stuff, but those are all paid. Um, you know, uh, you have to pay for them. Those are pocket. all paid programs. Um, but we do have some stuff. The YMCA is a great resource. This, I mean, it's, it's very challenging in Yonkers. It's, it's quite sad. And, um, but we don't have anything through the schools that mm -hmm. we can rely on um, for the kids over the summer. Mm -hmm. How was it? How was it for you guys? I know during because I already know. Can imagine because budget has been an issue for years with COVID. How was that dealing with school system, making sure kids had um, all the things that they needed, all the su supplies and equipment and iPads and all that stuff? Yeah, no, it it was definitely difficult. It's still very difficult. Um, you know. We had to go on this virtual learning, you know, system. Mm -hmm. um, we, we did a hybrid system in Yonkers, and a lot of our kids did not thrive in the, under that process. Um, kids who were A students are now C, getting Cs and Ds, and they're, they're, you can't expect a child to learn through a computer and basically teach themselves from home and be responsible and log in, and you're, that's... You can barely expect a college student to do that, mm -hmm. right? And manage their, their time and their life well, much less a, a 14-year-old or a 10-year-old. Mm -hmm. So it, it's been challenging. Um, the city council in the very beginning, we had to um, make some, you know, have some special meetings and really um, go to the bond market to, to, to pay for laptops for our children. Mm -hmm. um, and that still wasn't enough. We had to work with different um, community uh, partners to get you know donations for kids who needed access to um, remote learning you know mm -hmm. so it was it was very challenging um we, you had there's just so many issues i don't even know if we can go into yeah, that yeah, today. No, no, I, I, from sure. the teachers um not all being able to to work to parents not being able to sit down with their kids and help them because they also have to work and it's just it's it was very very difficult mm -hmm. but you know i'm happy that you know schools are open back up now four days a week and i'm sure next um semester they'll be back in school full-time mm -hmm. like regular hopefully um if there's not another spike in this um pandemic but yeah it was not healthy at all yeah uh, not at all it was um i was i was, I was for next year i i did kind of i know nothing's official um is it a possibility because i heard even though they go back to school full-time if there are snow days they'd be doing virtual learning is that something that they're planning on doing still? I, I haven't had that confirmation from the um, superintendent, so I can't really comment on okay. that, but it's not a bad idea. Because if they do, tell them. The only thing I'm saying, because to me, it's, it's it's doing that funding, because you're still going to have to provide all those mm -hmm. that equipment. That same funding goes into 
next year as well as paying the teachers full time. I mean, yeah. you know, having the school clean, having everything mm -hmm. sanitized, you know, putting it into staff that you're, you're pretty much paying double, you know, mm -hmm. almost. Um, but I, I was just, just a thought. Um, so for you, mm -hmm. how was it dealing with the um, social injustices and, and um, the Black Lives Matter um, protests and um, everything that went on in Yonkers mm -hmm. over the summer, especially yeah, with COVID? Um, is... You know, l last year after George Floyd was murdered, um, you guys were all there. We, every community was in uproar. Um, me personally, whether I was on the city council or not, I would have been on the streets just the same, you know, marching because it affects me as a black woman, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it, that the whole year, I think a lot of people, I think in, this, in some sense, the pandemic kind of was a blessing mm -hmm. because we had time on our hands. Literally, a lot of people were just like bored at home. So we we're online a lot, just kind of like really following different, you know, different um, uh, news and just really paying attention, waking up and seeing. I think a lot of people got a chance to see what was happening to us in our yeah. community. Mm -hmm. We were, it wasn't news to us, but yeah. it, a lot of people who never really thought about it before was just like, oh, wow, mm -hmm. you know, this has been happening and it's been so, you know, we haven't been there for the black community. And so that, you know, starting those conversations, having those tough, you know, conversations about race mm -hmm. in America um, was a very... Um, positive thing, I think, for, for not just for Yonkers, for all of our, our country, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's leading to different, you know, um, actions from in the private sector to in governmental um, agencies where we're now talking about diversity and equity. You know, we're talking about getting, um, you know, justice, real justice for, for the black community. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a beautiful thing, you know, just the, just the other day, our governor signed a law that now allows for felons who are on parole to vote. Mm -hmm. That's major. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a part of if I don't think that would have happened if it wasn't for all of the social, um, you know, injustice that came to light over the past year and a half that people have really been talking about all these different things. Um, and I, th I think it's a good thing. I think we have to continue those conversations though, and continue to not just have conversations, but to act on it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and not lose the momentum that we have going. Um, I think a lot of people are waiting and kind of like watching and seeing like, OK, yes, Yes, you guys are in uproar now, but you don't know how to follow through on anything. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're waiting for us to just be done and stop talking about Black Lives Matter and stop yeah. talking about all of these different things um, and stop pushing for um, diversity and, and, and inclusivity and equity in our in these different spaces. So um, I, I just want to encourage people to continue to fight, continue mm -hmm. to talk about, it, continue to call people out when they see something that's completely unjust, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I think we eventually we'll get to a better place better place. Has our, do you know if our police department started racial bias training or community policing? Um, they, you know, I, I, I couldn't answer that question 100% accurately. Mm -hmm. um, technically, I think they should have started it. I don't, I don't know how accurate that is. Okay. I don't know how accurate that is. So. Um, how, how would people go about, um, go about voicing their like if there's ever any issues that they want to be that when they want to bring up in the city in district one mm -hmm. um how would they go about bringing it up to you or, or getting in contact with you or anything like that yeah no they can always you know go to the city of yonkers website and you can direct uh, directly contact any of the council members and even the mayor through there but me personally you can, i'm easily accessible i'm on social media all social media platforms you can just find me shanae williams um shanae for yonkers on instagram 
um, you know, I'm on Facebook, Twitter. You can reach out to me there, but I think the best way to reach out to me is through emailing or calling my office, mm-hmm. um, Williams at yonkersny.gov, or you can just call 914-377-6311, and me or my assistant will definitely get back to you. Cool. Thank you. Shanae, we want to thank you. Appreciate mm-hmm. you. For yes. taking time and speaking with us and um Getting this information out there. Yeah. People, people uh, y'all just know that someone is here to fight for us. You know? Yeah. And that's the main thing to know that someone has our back, you know? Yeah. So. What, what are your plans for? And like, after, after the, are, are you planning to run for office in the future? I am running for office right now. Oh, perfect. Office. Perfect. <laughs> that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, yeah, no, I'm actually running for Westchester County Clerk. Um, it's a countywide race. I'm sorry. There's never been a black woman or a black man or person of color, period, elected as countywide, um, countywide office, period. Okay. Um, there's never been uh, anyone but an old white man as county clerk in Westchester. I'm okay. just going to say that flat out. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I'm challenging the incumbent. He's been there for 16 years. He's seeking a fifth term. Um, and I think it's time for change. You know, he's been asleep at the wheel. Um, mm. And now I'm making him work by running against him and, you know, highlighting some of the, the, the challenges from the clerk's office and pointing out that he needs to be thinking about marginalized communities. He needs mm. to be thinking about poor people. He needs to be thinking about how to get access into to, uh, for information and resources and services directly to these people, and he mm. hasn't been. Yeah. So that's what I'm running on, and that's what, you know, the election is actually coming up in seven weeks. June 22nd is the primary. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, June 22nd, yeah, make sure we go vote. It's very mm-hmm. important. Yes. Um, people, I think people forget how important, like, local voting is. Yeah. I think they think voting for they president. They only think of, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and it's really important because local, voting local affects us directly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to be responsible and go out and vote. Yeah. Um, Shanae, you are amazing. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> taking time. Real so talk. Much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you guys thank, for having no, me. No, thank you. Of course. All right. All right, we're signing off. Thank, thank you. Thank you.